1: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
3: I am the senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the senior minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the legendary Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who is a spiritual mentor, mother, leader, teacher, and everything that you could want in a spiritual leader. Uh, She's retired now, but believe me when I tell you, go on the website, Christ Universal Temple, look up the videos, and you'll see a powerhouse in action. Now, I would like to let you know that this is the second episode of a new series that I'm doing called Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom is based on the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus, which is found in the Gospel of Matthew chapters 5 through 7. I gave a lot of background on the chapter uh, on the Sermon on the Mount last week, the history of it, how it was put together, etc., etc. What we're going to be doing with this series, though, is going through the Sermon on the Mount, line by line, explaining the metaphysics behind it and making sure that you have the practical application so you can then go and apply these truths to your own life. Because, again, the premise and the title of this show is Truth Transforms. So let's get right to it. Where do we leave off? We left off with the beatitude, which is found in Matthew chapter five, verse seven. Blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy again. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. And this title is really important because of two things. One, it lets us know about the law of consciousness. Anything that we desire, we should be giving. If we want love, want to receive love, we have to give love. If we want to receive understanding, we have to give understanding and many times we seek and I'm saying we generically seek things that we're not willing to give others. We have to be honest enough to be able to evaluate ourselves and say, OK, if I want mercy, am I merciful? Now, according to several scholars, uh, Greek scholars like Marcus Borg, Aramaic scholars like our friend Dr. Rocco Errico, who was on the show last month, they say that the word mercy should be translated compassionate or blessed are those who are compassionate for they will receive compassion. Now, that changes it because what that tells us is simply this. If I want the love, peace, and grace of God flowing in my own life, I need to be a vessel, a channel, a conduit for the blessings of love grace mercy compassion to express through me to others we have to take a step back and ask ourselves legitimately am i being compassionate am i a compassionate person do i cut people slack because i want some slack now that doesn't mean that you don't hold people responsible for what they're supposed to do we all have jobs we have families and Obviously, if there was no order and no responsibility in the world, then I, I think that's a good way of saying we would have a little chaos. But at the same time, we all make mistakes. We all, all make mistakes sometimes consciously, many times unconsciously, and just like we want some, we want compassion to pick our own selves up, to dust our own selves up to try again to do better the next time we have to at least give people the opportunity to do the same many times we want compassion many times we want people to cut us some slack and say hey i made a mistake but i'm willing to pick myself up and do this again give me an opportunity give me a chance and we're unwilling to give a chance to others now one of the things about blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy or blessed are the compassionate for they will receive compassion, is this. Normally, the person who's hardest on you is yourself. And when you are really hard on yourself, when you are not compassionate to yourself, when you're not merciful to yourself, it is very difficult to be compassionate and merciful to someone else. When you come down hard on yourself about the things that you do, it's very difficult for you to then cut anyone else any slack because you don't cut yourself any slack. If you are quick quick to criticize yourself, you'll be quick to criticize others. If you're quick to devalue yourself, you'll be quick to devalue others. If you're quick to not give yourself the love that you need it'll be very difficult to give the love that someone else might desire in in a situation or an experience with you so realize that the law of consciousness just works this way that which you desire be willing to give i'll repeat that that which you desire be willing to give be the space of what you desire be the space It reminds me of the the story of Jesus with the woman caught in adultery in the Gospel of John. When the men brought the woman to Jesus, who was sitting on the ground, talking, doodling, they said to him, trying to catch him up, well, the law of Moses says that this woman who was caught in adultery, should be stoned. Now, the backdrop of this story is is that at that time all of the Near East was occupied by the Roman Empire. Therefore, they were not the Jewish people were not governing themselves. They were actually governed by the Roman Empire, and and ruled by governors that were placed in certain lands. So, for instance, around in Judea. In the, around Jerusalem they had Pontius Pilate they had I uh, believe Herod Antipas uh, Herod's son in Galilee where Jesus was born the son of Herod the Great now they didn't have a right to put people to death but they were trying to catch Jesus up but if he would have said well stoner then he would have been violating the Roman, uh, the Roman rule because again they were not governing themselves based upon Jewish law They're, in the sense of of corporal punishment and at the same time if he would have went against what the Jewish law said that they would have said he defies the laws of Moses so so Jesus just simply says to them he who is without sin cast the first stone that's a very powerful statement he who is without sin cast the first stone and it states that all of the men dropped their stones. Now, the woman was standing there, and Jesus basically says to her, who accuses you? And she said, no one, my Lord. And he says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. So he was basically saying to her, don't go back and do something that will get you in trouble like this again so the compassion that was shown was based upon what would love do in this situation what would compassion do in this situation what would a merciful attitude do in this situation because many times it's easy to talk about living a christian life or spiritual life or whatever your, your religious background or spiritual background is or isn't but it's a, another thing to be in alignment with love and compassion when it comes to dealing with humanity you can still have order you can still have things function in alignment according to principle but always be the space that allows love to meet you there you know I often say when I'm teaching classes on seminars that Love can be blind at times, and wisdom by itself can be sometimes a little too hard. Wisdom and love have to work together. They balance each other out. It's like going to KFC. When you get the chicken, you get the biscuit. If you have love, always have wisdom. If you have wisdom, always bring love with you. Because love will sometimes love for love's sake. all right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're loving wisely. Now, what, what do I mean by that? I only mean by that is if you are in a situation, or circumstance where it's not necessarily uh, being appreciated, expressed back, and it's harmful for you, for your soul growth or whatever, then you can lovingly leave a situation and an experience. That's called wisdom at the same time many times we have situations where we just want to be hardline on our stances but a stance in and of itself is just an ideology but when you put faces and people to those stances now you got to look at how can it be nuanced to make sure that we're st- still coming from a place of compassion love and understanding so blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy the next beatitude is found in the gospel of Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 and it states blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God now this is a big statement a large promise blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God Well, first of all, obviously we know that God is not a person with a body to be seen. God is omnipresence, omniscience, omnipotence, universal principle, divine law, the animating life that permeates and sustains all things, spirit. We have all of these terms to describe what we call God. So how can you say blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God? Well, first of all, again. The pure in heart means, to be pure in heart means to have a subconscious feeling nature that is reflective of the truth of your spiritual nature. Heart metaphysically represents the subconscious mind. Even when you start talking about biblical, Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, heart Meant mind. So even though they, they use the term to mean the mind, blessed are the pure in mind, for they will see God. Why is that necessary? Because we see things based upon what we believe, not what they are. Our perception is totally dictated by our context. In other words, context is absolute. You can't see something outside of how your state of consciousness views life and that particular subject. So, for instance, if you have a certain belief about relationships, I tell ladies, don't say all men are dogs or, you know, there are no good men out there. Because that's a context that won't allow you to see the good man when he shows up. So it's important to realize that we live out of our own context. We live out of our own perceptions. So when we are working to spiritualize the deeper subconscious feeling nature within the soul, it allows our context to expand, to change, to transform. And we start to see goodness or God everywhere we look. In other words. When no one else sees the possibility of peace, you see peace. When nobody else sees the opportunity for communication, you see communication. When nobody else sees the opportunities for success, growth, prosperity, and money, you see the opportunities for growth, success, prosperity, and money because your perception is different. You see God. While someone else is looking and saying, look at this uh, this gook that's in the stream my, my, my farm animals can't uh, drink from this stream somebody else is saying wow that's oil it's perception how you view a thing matters because you can only act out of how you see so we have to train ourselves to know that God is omnipresence, therefore God is the one presence, one power in the universe, period. And God is is in any and every experience, even if we're not aware of it. And if God is there, love is there. If God is there, peace is there. If God is there, prosperity is there. If God is there, healing is there. Why? Because God is everywhere, evenly present. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in mind, for they will see God god in every experience as joseph said when his brothers sold him in the, sold, left him for dead he was sold to potiphar's house as a servant accused of of rape by his wife when she he refused her sexual advances locked in jail and prison went through all of that and still found a way to become the second in command in all of egypt when his brothers came out of Canaan to get food and supplies because it was a drought or famine, Joseph was in charge and they didn't recognize that brother because they hadn't seen him in many years. And Joseph said to them, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Does that mean that God wanted them to suffer, him to suffer? No. What it meant was he decided to see it the way. In a way that benefited him. In a way that transformed him. In a way that empowered him. You can do the same. You can see life in a way that empowers you. Transforms you. Heals you. prospers you. Why walk around with beliefs that don't help you? Why walk around with beliefs that don't empower you? Realize that right here and right now. You can step into your divinity. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. Now, I want to remind you that you can call into the show if you have any questions. You can call into 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Call, ask me a question, or make a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please remember that this station is supported by your donations. As you have freely received, please freely give. You can click the donate button on the homepage and support Unity Online Radio so we can continue to bless you and others. So we're going to take a quick short break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
0: Are you feeling trapped by a situation you can't control? Don't know where to find help? Do you wonder if help even exists? It does, and it's always been there for you, hidden inside the ancient New Testament story of Lazarus. Unity Books invites you to unlock the secrets to peace and healing in The Lazarus Blueprint, new from best-selling authors Mary Alice and Richard Jafola. Marvel as they unveil six steps for overcoming seemingly impossible situations. Read about people like you who've used the steps to triumph over personal illness, financial hardship, and even the loss of a loved one. The Lazarus Blueprint offers a fresh new approach for fixing anything in your life. With steps so universal, timeless, and powerful, they can work for everyone. Make it your turning point. Get the Lazarus Blueprint today online at unitybooks.org.
2: Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We are in the midst of a long series called the King, Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom is is based completely on the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus that is found in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. And Today, we're doing the last of the Beatitudes. I started them last week, and I'm finishing them this week, and then we're going to continue going forward through the entire Sermon on the Mount, line by line. I want to make sure that you all have an opportunity to work with this material. Go back, listen to it, do some research, do your own reading, pray about it, and allow the spirit within you to actually reveal to you what your soul needs from it. Again, God is the only teacher. God is the only facilitator. Only thing I can do is present it as well as I understand it, and then I allow God to do the rest. Now, the next beatitude is found in the Gospel of Matthew Chapter five, verse nine. And it is blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Again, I repeat that. Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Now, this is very important because many times people use the term. child of God, children of God, in the old translations and actually in the original Greek, it says sons of God. But the concept is when you are about peace, you're about God's business. Now that's important because many times we seek to be dominant in experiences and situations. How can we take charge? How can we go forward? How can we put this stuff together? How can we make it work? Not necessarily how can we create peace? Jesus in my opinion was about helping create a world that works for everybody. See, if I have peace and I have a life that works for me, then it's less likely that I'll have conflict with you. I didn't say that you won't. I just said less likely. So it's important for me to be at peace and not only for me to be at peace, but to be a person who seeks to have peace in my experience. So if I'm peaceful, when people bring things to me that are out of alignment with peace, I have a choice in that moment. To still remain to be peace or to allow their energy, their consciousness, their issues, their situation, their problems, their drama, their trauma to pull me out of alignment with my spiritual nature, my spiritual consciousness. And then I allow myself to get involved in the drama and trauma of someone else. Now, why is this important to know? there will always be people who are going to bring problems to you just understand that there will always be something the moment you think that i got it all lined up is the moment the car tire blows out the engine doesn't work the washing machine dryer this just dealing with life why because in in on this side of life things wear and tear things stop working things don't do whatever you know where the dynamics can change you know god bless the people who are on the east coast who are dealing with the after effects of the superstorm. you know uh I, i live in chicago a couple of years ago people got stuck on the highway in on lakeshore drive and and with ice and snow and couldn't get off and were stuck some some of them overnight, what am I saying? Situations and circumstances happen, but how you react to a situation and circumstances depended solely on your state of consciousness. So you have to make the choice that you won't be moved. That you will stay in a consciousness of peace. No matter what's brought to you. Whatever situation or situations are brought and placed in your lap. You have to be the space that allows God's love. God's wisdom. God's power. God's substance. God's life to flow into that experience. So what am I saying? Every situation gives you the opportunity to either be a blessing to it or be how do I want to say this nicely now I need to say this in a in a nicer fashion every situation that comes to you has is giving you the opportunity of being a blessing to transform it by being peace, love, compassion, order, whatever it is that's needed spiritually in that experience, or is giving you an opportunity to enhance the problem. Because the moment you become a part of the problem, now you're dealing with a situation where where, where you've put fuel on a fire. If somebody's coming to you and they're antagonistic and you refuse to engage in that and decide to go your own way and not engage, now... Their antagonism doesn't have to be with you. You don't have to carry that. But the moment you engage, now it can expand into something that could be problematic. Many times we tell our children, if somebody walks up to you and says something to you, just walk away. Avoid it. Leave them alone. Why? Because we know as adults that a situation can explode when two personalities start to con- <laughs> start to have conflict so we need to be peacemakers so we can express the attributes of God now wh- you, this is this is almost a selfish uh beatitude because it's really telling us If you want your blessings to flow, children of God, sons of God, then you have to be a peacemaker. So if I'm agitated, angry, frustrated, anxious, I'm not necessarily a a proper conduit for spirit to flow. So it's really important for us to realize that if I want the blessings that are inherent in the consciousness of a child of God, then that means that I have to stay in a consciousness of peace because that, uh, that consciousness of peace is non-resistant to my good. Sometimes the very thing that is keeping us from being blessed is our own attitudes with others. Because we're engaging in the, in the drama and it's, instead of being the space of peace in the situation. Too much personality, too much ego. We're praying to God to change and transform our experience, but we refuse to change our attitudes, our beliefs, our concepts, our ideologies, let go of our biases and prejudices that would allow the Spirit of God to flow in our lives in a mighty way. It's like the old saying of a man who is standing there watering his garden, wondering why there's no water coming out of the hose and his foot is on the hose. Unforgiveness. Holding hard stances against people. Going in on people about the slightest things being overly critical. All of these things create blockage in the soul, and when the blockage is there, what ends up happening is we stop the flow of our own blessings. So I'm saying to you today, if it's something you need to release today, pray about it, and even pray to release it. Even if it's today i let go and let god today i let go and let god i release such and such whoever the person is i release such and such it could be an illness in your body or the anger or the frustration that you might have i release the ex you know the pink slip from the boss or whatever it is i release and let go of my mother I release and let go of my father. I release and let go of political party. I release and let go of somebody you think wronged you. Why? Because you want to be whole. Why? Because you want to stay in the blessings. Why? Because you want to come from your spirituality, not from the human personality. Because your human personality can't feed feed you, transform you, heal you, prosper you. It's limited. It's limited to what it knows. And it doesn't know much. But when we're in tune with God, that allows the power and presence of God to flow in our lives in a mighty way. So just keep in mind, being a peacemaker is a selfish position. Because you want to be blessed, you forgive. Because you want to be blessed, you release. Because you want to be blessed, you come from a place of wholeness, not fragmentation. Because you want to be blessed, you are a peacemaker. Just notice one thing when you are in a situation. When you engage... In an experience with others, does the situation begin to heal or is the problem enhanced? That'll tell you if you're a peacemaker or not. Why? Because when you enter a room, your consciousness should be entering the room with you. Therefore, people who sometimes act up, unless it's something that is, you know, chemically wrong with them biologically. Most of the time, people have a respect for people who they know are peaceful, fair, and just. And they'll listen to you even if they disagree with you. You can say, man, I can't hear that. But they won't disrespect you. See, one of the things that comes across about a peacemaker is even people who don't agree and sometimes might not even always like you will, will many times respect or listen to what you have to say. What out? the agitation they would give someone else. Now, to close this point, take a look at the different areas of your life, whether that's with family, if you're married or in a relationship, write that down. Write down if you're either an employer or an employee, manager, whatever, write that down. Dealing with neighbors, dealing with siblings, dealing with your children, dealing with your parents, dealing with your friends, dealing with your coworkers. And ask yourself legitimately, are you a peacemaker in those experiences? When you engage in those experiences, does love, peace, joy, pop up. Now, I'm not saying that you're acting perfectly in the situation. What I'm saying is, normally, are you the person that's bringing peace and understanding and compassion to that space? Or when they bring it, you bring it. Or if they bring a a, a, a knife to the fight, I'm using this metaphorically, you're bringing a a, a tank. When you take a a look at your own life you will see how you create your own agitation, how you create your own drama, how you create your own trauma. Because in and of itself none of those things mean anything except what they mean to you. In and of itself life has all the meaning that you give it. I, t- I could tell anybody I could pick my daughter out of uh, uh, 3,000 people at a church because I'm in tune. I could spot her face almost in any crowd, but I might not be able to spot your child because why? The meaning that I give to my own, the situations and experiences that that might be causing you trouble right now. Have all the meaning that you give it. In and of itself it doesn't have any meaning. It's only horrible because you call it horrible. It's only trouble because you call it trouble. It's only a problem because you call it a problem. It just is. It's just a fact. Until you give it meaning. So realize today that. The only person that can trouble your soul. Is you. Based upon mistaken perceptions. And beliefs. Just think about that. Blessed are the peacemakers. So make peace with yourself. And then you'll be able to be peaceful with others. Because if you're not at peace with yourself, you can never have peace with other people. If you don't love yourself properly, you can never love another person properly. If you can't think well of yourself, you can never properly think well of someone else. So be at peace with yourself and know that God will see you through. Now, I do want to remind you that Christ Universal Temple live streams every Sunday service at 1030 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. You can watch the live stream at www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E.org. You can go on go on to the multimedia page. It's a link even to watch it on your iPhone and iPad. So if you want to watch it in, on your phone and you're in another country, you can still do that. So I want to make sure that you're aware of that as well. Also, make sure that you're liking my Facebook page. It's on my Truth Transforms page on Unity.fm. True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Make, I'm putting different posts up there, different quotes. The, uh, I also play the download or link the download of the shows to that page. So please go, like the page, support it, let your friends know about it. I would greatly appreciate it. Why? Because we're trying to spread this message that we believe can transform the world. So don't forget to do that. Do it today do it as soon as the the (laughs) this is over so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to deal with the last of the beatitudes so we'll be right back with truth transforms
0: hi my name is lynn twist i'm the author of the soul of money If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste.
2: Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis you'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. that thought you've held in your mind into a reality in your life how do you work in partnership with god to co-create the life that you've always imagined one way is through the universe responding spiritual model for life each week valerie crabtree will share how to use the universe responding elements and principles to co-create your life through continuous communication with your higher power She'll answer your questions using this practical, understandable concept, and your life will change. Listen to Universe Responding on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth
3: Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. We are in the midst of the series, Keys to the Kingdom. This is part two of that series. And it is based on the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus, which is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5 through 7. For the first two shows, I'm doing the Beatitudes. And I'm now on the Beatitude, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, which is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 10. Now, this is an important one because it has an inner and outer meaning. The outer meaning is rather simple. When you are living in alignment with truth and people aren't around you and in your space, it is at times challenging to live a life of integrity, peace, love, compassion to live in alignment with divine law, not to feed into what people are saying, the conversations, the news and everything else and stay in truth. That God is the one presence and one power in the universe. That can be challenging. I call it being the new thought Island in your life. Like you're a small Island and it's a whole bunch of water all around you. And as far as you can see, it's nothing but water. Well, some of us who are uh, metaphysical students, spiritual New Thought, Metaphysicians, we have a belief system that's not always um, in alignment with the people around us. Therefore, it's very difficult at times for people to understand why we don't talk about recession and why we're not giving organ recitals about what's wrong with our bodies and et cetera, et cetera, and why we pray and want to work with divine law and transform our consciousness before we start Tackling anything else we work on our consciousness First while we Promote Our spiritual wholeness and spiritual Divinity and don't devalue Ourselves and call ourselves uh, Sinners who uh, You know and devalue Ourselves in many ways As people have been taught through the years Just saying God lives within You Can be difficult for some people So you will, necess- you will get feedback that's not always as positive as you would like. And that's okay. Because the reward, he says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, this doesn't mean that, okay, I'm going to go through all of this stuff and Jesus is going to bless me after I make my transition. No. What this simply means is we'll live in the presence and power of God now. The kingdom of heaven is a now experience. It's a now God experience. It's the realization of the presence of God in our own lives. It's the sovereignty, wisdom, presence, love, peace, joy, prosperity, health, and all the goodness of God as that state of consciousness expressing through our lives. Therefore, even if those who don't understand how you and why you do what you do, um, if they don't understand it, it's still okay jesus said when you pray go into the closet and let your request be known and then people will see what you do in secret will be rewarded openly that's a paraphrase that i'll talk about later that's in the sermon on the mount which simply states that the inner work that you do in your consciousness people see is out of manifested blessings they might not know why what you're doing, but they can see the results of what you're doing. So don't worry about that. You just walk in alignment and persecuted for righteousness sake. Again, righteousness is not the morality uh, issue that we sometimes make righteousness be. But it is actually right thinking in alignment with principle. It is functioning from love. It is functioning in divine order. So blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake is a good thing because what it says is you don't have to be a part of the crowd to live in power now let's take it a deeper level it also means that sometimes persecution is within If we have habits ways attitudes that are not necessarily in alignment with truth when we want to snap and we don't snap that's to a certain level being persecuted for righteousness sake For if, if it wasn't for this truth I would have gave that person a piece of my mind what's really going on you're warring inside of yourself when you want to cut the corners but your truth just won't let you do it anymore when you want to lie to get over your truth and your truth won't let you do it that's persecution for righteousness sake Your truth in you is so embedded that it's taking a stand in you. And that's a great thing, which transitions to the next verse. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Which is found in Matthew chapter five, verses eleven and twelve. Now, blessed are when people revile you and persecute you and other all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Now you know what this is what's incredible at times is people can show up talking about love and peace and wholeness and joy and have people criticize them for being impractical. But don't worry about those things. Be the space so God can show up in your life. He says, rejoice and be glad. For again, great is your reward in heaven. Great is your awareness of truth in you that will show up as the manifested blessings. For in the same way, they prosecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, everyone who's not everyone, but many of the people who have shown up teaching truth about God and as power and love and the one presence and one power and to transform human behavior has been prosecuted persecuted jailed murdered go back and look at the history when when you start noticing how people who brought truth were handled when Moses came to the children of Israel, brought them out of Egypt. They were so rebellious that he had to let all of a whole, uh, basically a whole generation die in the wilderness after 40 years. And they gave him all types of special heck, quote unquote, in the midst of that 40 year period. When you look at a Jesus or a Paul or the apostle Paul, Many of the people that they tried to help obviously persecuted, murdered them. Let's use a modern example. A Martin Luther King who talked about love and the transformation of humanity and the realization that we're all one and the same and it's not about our skin color, it's about the character of the consciousness. So realize that Great men and women have been persecuted for teaching love. Because human consciousness at times with its idiosyncrasies of of selfishness, with its prejudices, with its biases, it doesn't want to give up control. And spirit says submit to the will of God and it wants to do its own thing. When you realize that, you can go forward and say, you know what, I don't need to persecute myself or others for them taking the stances that they take. I need to be the truth, and I need to allow spirit to be spirit within me, because I'm a blessing for others. Because of the stand that Martin Luther King took and others like him, he literally shifted the consciousness of the whole United States and other people now use his example in other countries, saying, well, if, if 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 everybody's supposed to have equal rights and treatment under the law, then that applies to everybody. But Martin Luther King got his methodology from Gandhi, who was also persecuted. And Gandhi got his from Leo Tolstoy, from Russia. Who was also persecuted. And you can go on and on and on. So don't worry about what people say and what people do. Show up and be the presence of God in any space that you're in. Or as uh, Reverend Gary Simmons says in The Eye of the Storm. One of my favorite books. You're either the way of God or you're in the way of God. You're only one of those two things. You're either the way or you're in the way. In any and every experience that you're in be the way of God, be the way of blessings, be the way of love, be the way of joy, be the way of understanding, be the way of power. Because when you show up, God will show out. Because they'll know that what you're demonstrating was not done by power, nor by might, but by spirit. So this concludes the teachings of the Beatitudes. Next week, we're going to go directly uh, into the You Are the Salt of the Earth, etc., etc., Light of the World teachings of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. We want to break it down, go into great detail, explain it all. I would love to hear from you, so don't forget to call into the show. So make sure that you please donate to Unity Online Radio. Check us out at Christ Universal Temple www.cutemple.org check out our Facebook page check out my Facebook page for the show and I will be with you again next week on Truth Transforms. God bless you.
0: Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. in In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment.
3: This
2: meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
1: What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends... It is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Rev. Heidi Allfree is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: You gotta get
1: rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear.
0: What I desire for myself, I desire for all beings. There is only one presence and one power at work in the universe. As I align myself with this truth, I set in motion ripples of peace, harmony, and abundance throughout the world. In a quiet time of prayer, I center my thoughts on the perfect peace within me. There is no lack, no separation, only the wholeness of peace. I affirm aloud, I am peace. You are peace. We are peace. I rest for a moment feeling my heart expand as peace radiates from me. I envision a world in which all beings live in harmony, free from lack, free from violence, and at peace. One by one, each of us creates this peace for all.
2: This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings To help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives, give Daily Word to yourself or a friend, and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at DailyWord.com.
1: Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave.